Welcome, welcome to The Encourage Project. I'm Amy Fairchild. And before we dive into today, I want to thank you so much for being part of the community. I recently have gotten a ton of DMs and notes from people with feedback and encouragement, and I appreciate it so, so much. So thank you for that. And thank you for liking and subscribing to the podcast, and thank you for sharing it. It just makes me happy to see how things are growing. You know, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the Encourage Project in about a week. I can't even believe that it's been that long. Oh, oh my gosh. Thank you for getting us here, and thank you for being a part of it. It just makes me happy. Um, You know, we did an episode with my mom on Mother's Day earlier this year, and... (laughs) My mom, I was having coffee with her this morning and that's kind of what we do. We get up early and sometimes it's on the phone. We'll talk on the phone and have our coffee or or every now and then like today, I'll I'll go over to her house and we'll have coffee and it's just our time to connect and and do mother daughter things. It's awesome. And we were talking this morning and just so that you know, I asked, oh, I told her I was going to share this, so I'm not speaking out of confidence (laughs) or anything, but I'm listening to my mom and I had this realization that we've reached that point in our lives where where we where we have begun to switch roles. Um my mom is in her early 70s. Uh she has a great group of friends, she has a big social network, and she's recently started dating again. If you've listened for a while, you you may recall that her partner passed away almost a year ago. And um so she's recently started dating again, and we talk about things like drama in her friend group, and we, we talk about dating do's and don'ts and how to handle bullies, and I mean, it's just bizarre, frankly, the way things have completely flipped, and it, what cracked me up this morning was I found myself saying things like, now be nice, keep your hands to yourself, <laughs> keep your clothes on. <laughs> Don't be passive aggressive, speak your truth. And it just, it just made me laugh. So it's true. There comes a time in, in your relationship with a parent, potentially, where you switch roles and that's kind of happening. And my mom is just so cute. Anyway, uh, moving on. So I mentioned in the last episode that this episode... I had something to share with you. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Um, I've been feeling a little off lately and I didn't really know why. Um, There's no discernible reason. My life is so, so good right now. I mean, business is great. Relationships are great. My personal life is great. Everything is great. And um, it was... I just was feeling a little off. And you may remember that we had uh, Dr. John Demartini on the show a few weeks ago, and he talked about um, a tool that he offers called a values assessment. And I recently took that values assessment. And it's a tool essentially that helps you identify what you truly value, not just what you say you value, but what in your core essence is really, really important to you, what you value. And if you recall, Dr. Demartini had said that, you know, the, the path to the most fulfilling, most aligned life 
is finding a way to make everything you do um, align with your truest, truest values. You know, every project you take on, everything that you do should be led and informed by the things that we hold most dear, our values. And um, I'll, I'll put a link to that assessment in the show notes. But anyway, um, I took the assessment. Just, I hadn't done it since he was on the show and I had intended to. But anyway, I took the assessment and I realized that my current priorities were a little bit off kilter from the things that I value most. And and more specifically, a really, really big portion of my time currently is being spent in the consulting side of my business. You know, uh, I just finished up an engagement with Canva in in Sydney, Australia. Shout out to my Aussie friends. Um, And I'm doing some work for an up and comer in Silicon Valley. And those kinds of things are taking up a huge portion of my time. And, and what I really, truly value the most are things around coaching and speaking and educating. And that side of my business uh, really aligns with those values. And so I, I just got curious and I got kind of quiet and, and sat in gratitude and reflection and, and spent a little time on it. And I looked over the last couple of years of my business and I realized that I haven't offered you guys a workshop and I haven't done any big group in-person events in well over a year. So I am offering a virtual interactive human project course in October. Yay! I'm so excited. I'm calling it New Year Now. Here's why. Um, We're getting to that time of year where the holidays start creeping in and people start getting even more busy. Even in in our current pandemic environment, people are becoming more social. They have more things happening. They're traveling more, all the things. And it's that traditional time of year where we hesitate. In fact, we actually postpone. We don't even hesitate. We postpone taking on anything new, any new human project. We, we, We postpone dreaming. We postpone all the things that we envision for our lives because, oh, it's the holidays. We'll wait till the new year. We'll wait till the new year. I'll wait till Monday. I'll wait till next week. And I got to thinking, why wait? Why wait? Why not offer people an opportunity to begin to plan the big things that they keep putting off or even the little things they keep putting off? Why wait? And so I'm offering a program. It's going to be called New, well, it is called New Year Now. And here's what it's about. Whether your vision is crystal clear, meaning you know exactly what it is you want to do, you just haven't yet taken the opportunity to plan it out and get it moving, or maybe you just know you want to make a change and you don't really have a vision for it yet, either way or or anywhere in between, this course is for you. Um, Whatever you've been dying to move forward Maybe you want to start a business. Maybe you want to train for a Spartan race, or maybe you just want to get better at dating. Whatever it is, now is the time to set yourself up to do that when you're ready. Not tomorrow, not Monday, not the new year. Now. Now's the time. So what is New Year Now? New Year Now is packed with all of the tools, techniques, and support to apply my approach to human projects, which if you've been around a while, you know it's PAR, P-A-R, Plan, Act, Reflect. It's all of that stuff to apply to human projects. We talk about things like vision vision casting. We talk about planning and goal setting and the five pillars of support. We'll talk about action and accountability and habits. And we'll talk about reflection and measuring progress and resistance and how we refine plans over time. 
And you bet your ass will be doing some ahas, oh no's, and yippees. And I was so thrilled to be able to offer this to you. Um, I Because I'm still really committed heavily on the consulting side of my business, I have to make it a very small, intimate offering. So I'm only making room for 10 participants, only 10. So if you're interested at all, you want to jump on this. Um, what's included? So it will be three 90-minute interactive group sessions. So it's going to be over the course of three weeks. In addition, you will get one 60-minute virtual one-on-one with me. And we will dig into your human project, what questions you have, guidance that you need, those kinds of things. And then also, this will all be supported and supplemented with a closed Facebook group, resources, and materials. Uh, The course begins October 19th, 2021. It'll be three consecutive Tuesday evenings beginning October 19th at 7 p.m. Central Daylight Time. And registration will open September 6th. This episode will launch late at night on the 5th. Registration opens September 6th. To register, you go to theencourageproject.com and you click on the big red banner that'll be at the top of my website. And here's the thing. I know it's going to sell out because I just know it's going to. (laughs) I have a lot of people who want some support in getting ready for the new year and it's going to sell out. And when it does, if you didn't quite get in in time, be sure to get on the wait list. Send me an email to hello at theencourageproject.com to get on the wait list. Registration opens, like I said, September 6th, and registration will close October 4th. So get in there, max it out. It's going to be super fun. We're going to do a lot of powerful, powerful things. And I'm so excited to, to really get this part of my business aligned with my values and to be offering the things that I know people need to be successful. So yay and yay. So there you go. All right. <clears throat> so today I want to shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about two things. The first thing I want to talk about with you in the context of human projects is resistance. And resistance is an interesting thing. So a couple of months ago, it's been about two and a half months ago, I saw an opportunity with a potential client. Um, This potential client has a really, really impactful uh, program that they offer. And I saw an opportunity to help this, this potential client grow this offering and enhance it in ways that can really make it skyrocket. And so I got to thinking, huh, why don't I start developing a relationship with these people and seeing if they're even interested in hearing what I might have to say. And so I spent some time doing that and it culminated in a meeting a couple of weeks ago. I, I went out to visit these clients, potential clients, and We did a workshop around how do they want to see this thing grow? What do they want it to become? What are they missing? What might they like to add? All the things. And then earlier this week, I went back with them and we did a a recap meeting around um, how all that could look. So here are the results of the workshop and here are my recommendations and here's how I think this could, could align with your strategy. And it's been a really, really great process so far. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes. But here's what happened about, oh, I don't know, three or four days before I made the trip out to visit these folks. About three or four days before I was putting together my notes and I was I was planning out how I would facilitate this workshop. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 
I got all of these voices in my head going, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you getting on a plane to go out there? You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Why do they want to talk to you? They barely know you. They probably don't even like you very much. You're not very smart. You've never done a project before. What are you even talking about? Why do you think you could do a strategy? I mean, all these ridiculous things. And then I had a couple of challenges in terms of booking the trip itself. The date changed, the meeting changed, people could make it, then they couldn't, but then we got it figured out. And then there were travel challenges. And and then getting ready for the meeting this week, um, I had all kinds of doubts again. I'm like, maybe I really don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I cannot provide any value. Maybe they don't see the value. And it's just ridiculous, right? And I spent some time in reflection and gratitude, and it dawned on me. All of that stuff that came up is resistance. And (laughs) whether I like it or not, it's all perfectly normal. And it's okay. You know, resistance shows up every single time any one of us wants to extend ourselves in a new or different or uncomfortable way. You know, resistance can show up in the form of obstacles. Some people call them challenges, speed bumps, all kinds of ways. Resistance can show up externally, you know, with resources maybe not coming through or a schedule not lining up or an opportunity not really presenting itself. And further resistance can come in the form of internal resistance, negative self-talk, you know, the demons coming up and tell you you really aren't worth anything, doubting your skills and knowledge. You know, and the interesting thing about internal resistance is that our brains, and this is scientifically proven, are designed to protect us from the unknown. Our brains are data and pattern scanners, essentially. And so All the time when we're awake, they're scanning the environment and they're going, okay, does anything look out of the ordinary? Anything that looks out of the ordinary, I need to send an alert because it's likely something that's going to kill me. (laughs) So our brains do exactly what they are designed to do. They keep us from dying. (laughs) So so that that internal stuff that can come up um, presents resistance. Anytime that we want to do something uncomfortable, that resistance can come up. And here's what I reflected on and I remembered is that resistance is not bad. Resistance is necessary. It's necessary for our growth. It's necessary for our betterment. Of course, resistance is frustrating and it can be scary and it can be uncomfortable, but so is dating. (laughs) So is learning a new hobby, right? All things that are made manifest have to go through some form of resistance. Resistance further is one of three things, actually. It's balance. Well, it's always balance. You know, there's always balance, light and dark, kindness and cruelty, fast and slow. Resistance provides balance, right? Just like, and I'm sure all of you have seen and heard of the arrow analogy, right? That arrow can never move forward unless the resistance is put on the string and the arrow in order to propel it forward. Resistance provides balance. Resistance also can provide guidance. 
it could, resistance sometimes tells us, hey, don't go this way. That's not really a good way to go. There's another way that you should go. Or hey, maybe you don't need to be in that particular situation. So here's another situation you might want to try. So resistance can provide us guidance. Resistance can also be an invitation to learn, particularly that internal resistance. You know, the doubt for me that came up as I was preparing presentations and preparing for a workshop. To me, that was an invitation to remember, okay, I have tools. I need to remember to use them. This stuff that's coming up in my head is not fact-based. You know, resistance can provide an invitation to learn. And so how do you know what it is you're supposed to be getting from resistance? Well, the first thing is get quiet. Take an opportunity to take away the distractions, take away the noise, and spend some time in reflection. Think about what it is that you are feeling the resistance from. Identify it, put a name to it, put a feeling to it, and get real clear on what it is. And then the second thing is, ask what is true, particularly with internal resistance. Who told you that you were stupid? Who told you that you did not know what you were talking about? If no one told you, then it's probably not true in this circumstance, right? So ask what's true. Ask what's true about what's happening in your environment. Was I really meant to do that? Well, perhaps not. I was actually overscheduled and overburdened. But the second thing is to ask what's true. The third thing I would encourage you about finding out what you're supposed to learn from resistance is engage with a trusted partner or a trusted advisor. Do not ask everyone's opinion (laughs) about what is going on with you. Do not do that because you will get so much input, it's overwhelming. But identify and engage with a trusted partner. You know, that is probably the single most effective thing I did over the last couple of weeks in getting through that workshop with this potential client and then the presentation of a business strategy. I have someone in my life who has a very similar background to me. Um, He has a a long history of project and program management. He works in business development. Um, He has worked with entrepreneurs and people with growing businesses. So I absolutely respect and trust his insight. And further, I absolutely trust that anything he says to me is said as objectively as possible and comes from a place of loving kindness. That's the other thing about finding a trusted partner. It's it's not someone who's just going to tell you, oh, you got this. It's someone who's going to tell you, yep, that seems objective. That seems reasonable. And I think you need to do this. Or, hey, you're not being honest with yourself. Or, hey, you're being too hard on yourself. That trusted partner is someone who holds the space for you in a honest in loving way. So I'm very fortunate that I have someone like that in my life. And so I spent some time with him going over my proposals and all the things. And that really helped me figure out and get more comfortable with the resistance. So that's the third thing, engage a trusted partner or advisor. And then the fourth thing about figuring out what you're supposed to learn from resistance is taking the next aligned action. If you've heard this podcast before, I've mentioned several times, action creates momentum. 
When all else fails, take an action. Make a phone call, set an appointment, sign up for a class. Whatever it is, if you're feeling resistance to something, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to do this, take one small action. In addition to that, if it's the internal stuff, sometimes you can't really take an action around emotion. Mel Robbins has a great approach to it, you know, the 54321. But what she also says is 54321, move, physically move your body. Neuroscience proves that when our brains are in a loop and we're spinning about something, if we physically move our bodies in a different direction, in a different way, the loop gets broken and it gives us an opportunity to reframe our thoughts. So take the next aligned action, either do something or physically move. So those are the things that you can do to kind of figure out what you're meant to learn from resistance and also to kind of move forward to the next, to the next thing. So resistance. It's necessary, so you're going to experience it, so you might as well know. It's there for a reason. It's informing us, and we can move with it once we understand that. Once we understand, oh, okay, I know this is frustrating, it's hard, it makes me feel bad, it makes me feel insecure, and I also know that it's necessary and normal. Oh, I can figure out tools and ways to move this forward. So that's resistance. So you have resistance, but how do I know that what is causing so much resistance in a project or in my life will ultimately subside? Because resistance, honestly, it doesn't last forever. It doesn't. But how do I know that something that can feel so overwhelming and feel like it's never going to end and it can feel so frustrating, it can feel all the things, how can I know that it will ultimately subside? And the answer to that question is faith or what some people call belief. And I don't necessarily mean faith in the spiritual sense, though What I'm about to share can definitely be put into that context. But what I mean is, what actually is faith, first and foremost? Um, I'll tell you what I think it's not. Faith is not rainbows and unicorns and positivity. It's not. In my view, faith is knowing there is an answer, even if I have no idea what the answer is. To me, Faith is knowing there is an answer, even if I have no idea what that answer is. It is, in its truest sense, a calm knowing. And you think, gosh, Amy, that sounds really good. (laughs) It sounds good, and it is good. When you get there, it is good. And you know, faith is not something most of us just magically possess. It's not. It's something that, that you practice. You can cultivate faith. You can curate it. You can can work consistently to develop it. Faith essentially is an action-packed noun. Now, there are some people who use faith unintentionally, uh, I believe, to dismiss others' feelings of sadness and despair and distraught. You know, like, oh, everything's fine. Have faith. 
and, and I'm really sorry if that's ever happened to you. Um, it happened to me recent, recently and it sucks. My, my sweet little grandma was in the hospital and it was, it was really scary. And uh, someone said to me, oh, have faith. And, and it just, it pissed me off. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Have faith. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the fact that faith actually requires us to be discerning. You know, by virtue of its very ambiguous nature, faith requires us to cultivate it without actually knowing the outcome. You you know, you've heard the phrase blind faith. Interestingly, in my view, blind faith does not preclude discernment. Faith does not mean we just roll over and throw our hands up and give up. We may choose to do nothing, but that is an act of discernment. So when I look at faith in the context of resistance, and I look at it in the context of human projects, faith is what guides aligned action to your vision. You know, we've talked about this. You can set a vision and it may be crystal clear to you in the beginning, or it may not. (laughs) It may not. It may be opaque and you continue to take aligned action to build momentum. And as you do that, that vision becomes more clear over time. But how do you know that the vision that you have is even worth pursuing? And the answer to that is by having faith. Faith is what guides aligned action to your vision. When you have no idea how you're going to reach the vision that you have for your human project, faith is what keeps you inching forward. So then the question becomes, how do we build faith? And for me, it's cultivated from the consistent practice of three habits. And the first of those three habits is to listen. It's an action, (laughs) to listen. Listen to what brings you calm. Get really in tune with what lights you up, what gives you comfort and confidence. And Work to reduce and remove the noise. I mentioned this about getting quiet about resistance. Get in a quiet place and avoid distractions of others. And in those quiet moments, you will learn what brings you calm, what lights you up. Those things are consistent over time. And listening is the first action you can take to build faith. The second action around building faith is practicing and choosing trust. Trust in oneself, trust in one's abilities, trust in one's wisdom, in one's support systems, in one's higher power, if they have one, is a choice and it must be practiced. And you cannot develop faith if you are unwilling to place trust in the things you know to be true. Distrust and faith cannot exist in the same space and time. And there is a difference between being hesitant and being distrustful. Hesitation is is normal. Hesitation is a pause for safety or insecurity or fear or excitement. It's normal to hesitate and it might prolong action and that's okay. But being distrustful of yourself, of your feelings, of what lights you up, of what gives you comfort doesn't prolong action, it prohibits it. 
So distrust and, and, and faith cannot exist in the same space and time. So practice and choose trust consistently. The third habit to practice in the development of faith is developing trust. So you, you work your trust through aligned action. I talked about it with resistance. Ask a question, do a task, move. Each time you take an aligned action, you learn, and that builds your trust. It builds your trust in yourself, in your capabilities, in your knowing, in your wisdom, and all the things. Action creates momentum. Action builds trust. Trust in yourself builds faith. Every human project requires some measure of faith whether that's in your abilities, whether it's in your skills, whether it's in your support system, whether it's in your purpose or your higher power. And faith is knowing there is an answer, even if you have no idea what the answer is. It's an action-packed noun. (laughs) And you can develop it. You can cultivate faith through listening, through choosing trust, and through taking aligned action. So we've talked about a lot today. Resistance is normal and necessary. And what helps us inch through resistance is the development and the consistent practices required to develop faith. There we go. So as you wrap up today's episode and you get ready to hit stop, what's one action you can take today? Today, I encourage you, go to theencourageproject.com. Click on the big red banner and check out the New Year Now program. Check it out. I'd love to see you in there. It's going to fill up. Like I said, I'm just being honest. So if you're interested, jump. (laughs) Just jump. It's going to be phenomenal. And then I'm also going to give you another action. Identify one or two people in your life who you consider trusted partners or advisors. Spend some time thinking about that and identify them. I have two very, very, very good trusted advisors. And I'm sure there are more, but there are two that are at the top of my list. And then as you go into reflection today, the ahas, the oh no's, and the yippies. I cannot wait to do that in real life with you guys in the course. Um, Ask yourself, where are you experiencing resistance? And how might that resistance be guiding or informing or teaching you? Hmm. So there you go. (sighs) I love adding more people to the community. Thank you again for being a part of this. It's just, it's so enriching to have people give us feedback and let us know what's working and letting us know what they want to hear more about and improve. And I appreciate you so much for doing that. You can go to theencourageproject.com. There's a hello button there. You can send a note that way. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore encourage underscore project. And as always, you can send me an email to hello at theencourageproject.com. So that's it for this edition, friends. Have a wonderful, safe uh, week, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Be safe, be well, and take care.